0: Welcome to The Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode.
1: We are back. Welcome to The Next Level Show. We are ready to kick off this episode where we're going to be covering everything you need to know about how to lift weights correctly to burn more calories. I know this is going to be like a very grasping topic for many people that are looking at the title and they're like, what do you mean? How can I do this to maximize calorie expenditure and burn more calories and melt that unwanted fat? We're going to get into that. But before we do, make sure to go ahead and follow us on Instagram. We have our handles linked below. My account is at John Outlaw Fitness. Gabe, he's not with us currently today. Busy, busy man, saving lives, saving children in need. Um, he's at Prime and Glory. Mr. Mike's at Mike PT. And obviously our next level at the next level show, you can follow our main Instagram, which I'll be truthful. We haven't been that active there, but we're looking to change that. Um, Anything else for people that don't know, we do have a YouTube channel as well. So you can actually watch our beautiful faces as we give you guys uh, this uh, information, this episode, this value, right? So go ahead and check us out there on YouTube. If you prefer to watch it on a, on a video format, but if not, Audio is perfect. We uh, love all our people that support us on Spotify and or Apple iTunes, the podcast app. Um, Mike, any updates for us? Um, no, not really. I mean, you know, just
0: just just doing stuff. I do have a, I guess, a little bit of a a, a story that's somewhat related to last week's episode when I was talking about uh, BMW drivers and blinkers and. Mm. I kind of called them all out. And then, um, yesterday, I believe, uh, no, two days ago, I had a meeting that could have been an email. Um, and I thought it was at our office. And so I ran home, let the dogs out. I'm doing my thing. And I'm like, I'm acting as though I can get back to the office by one Everything was going fine. My mom called me as I was like on my way. And she's like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm at this intersection. She's like, we need to be at Fred's by one thirty, And I'm like, Oh, it's not at our office. It says his office. So I had to speed. I had to go very fast, which fortunately my car likes to do. So I get to, um, a certain part along the route and I notice there's a BMW M three sitting in front of me at a stoplight and there was no it was confirmation me. between the two of us. Is it, it was it you. <laughs> um, no Confirmation between the two of us and never made out of contact, anything like that. But, um, we both decided then and there to consciously drive like complete assholes. And you know, I would never presume that I could race or beat a BMW M3 because those things are fucking beasts. But I played keep up with them, and it was actually a lot of fun because we were like in a, weaving in and out of traffic in a mostly safe way. Um, and I got there on time, long story oh, short. Um, well, I mean, you know, I'm like, I'm not like super cutting people off, but maybe there's blinkers, maybe there's not. So I think it all came full circle from what I said in the podcast, calling out all the BMW drivers not using their blinker. And then I found out, found myself following a BMW driver without using my blinker. So it's, it's just the way life goes sometimes. Right.
1: Absolutely. Ultimate driving machine. Love it. No, um, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no sponsorship by any means. Uh, even though I, I'm pretty biased, obviously I drive one, but, um, uh, yeah, man, I definitely would. I can, one of my like car goals or something I would love to do is own an M three, even though like the M fours and fives are all like very, or even the M sevens, like the bigger ones are complete, uh, spaceships. I don't know. I always love the, uh, the size of that sedan. I think it's the kind of like, I would imagine from what I've heard and also reviews, it's the most fun to drive, but, um, that's cool man no i think that if you would have got the sti and would have just gone the extra mile bro you would have been more than fine you would have been able to keep up with it more than enough
0: from what i understand like the this was like a this was like a brand new one um i noticed recently the like the the taillights are um more of like a uniform red led i don't know how other how other way to describe that you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. like i said it being like halogen bulbs or even like the like the traditional LED style. It's like a panel. It looks really cool, and I actually have the same aftermarket taillights on my car. Um, So it was one of those. And I mean, it looked fast. I didn't, like, take out my phone and look up the numbers. Um, But as far as I know, like the M-Series BMWs are, like, fast as fuck.
1: and They are pretty quick. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the M3 is a six-cylinder turbocharged... um the race yeah. uh brake calibers, tires that probably beat uh, exhaust system, yeah. you know. Yeah. So very I beast is a beast of a car. I love it. I that's why I said it's a very compact car, it's not the fastest, obviously. There's cars that are much faster. Yeah, but um, I think it's just a very aesthetically pleasing where you're getting a little bit of you're getting tons of the sport features, but you're also getting the luxury. The only my only problem right now with BMW, which is when I went there a couple months, and well, like been like about over a year so was act the fit at the actual physical dealer i'm not fully in love with the new ones i kind of like fell off at 2019 i want to say 2018 uh, with the last like m series for that but it's not horrible but it's not my favorite to be honest if i'm being 100% with bmw they are disappointing me a little bit and i think that overall the quality has gone down a bit with the cars as far as durability and like pieces and how they're building them the i actually love the older styles i think they're more timeless they have uh just that traditional look to them i don't know there's something about the older models it's not that they're changing about them right now i'm not a huge fan of a lot of plastic a lot of plastic on the cars nowadays and that's my only that's why I'm not even keen on buying the newer cars is because realistically, a lot of them just look very plasticky, very cheap. I'm not even just talking about BMW, just even like the other cars that are coming out in the market. It's just when I see them, they have like little designs. I know they're trying to be more eco-friendly now with cars and uh, making them so they don't waste or they don't weigh as much. I don't know, man. I just love certain old classical features on the BMW that... Um, obviously not as cool technologically inside maybe but the outside man the body just looks so if i can get my hands on a 2015 to 2018 m3 i'm chilling i'm happy dude i love that model i thought it was one of the best ones that they ever made
0: yeah um i agree i like those old bmws almost like that um what was that game called need for speed most wanted yeah i was just about that's, to ask
1: you do you remember that one it's like when i think st-
0: of yeah when i think of like driving a cool bmw that's the car I picture in my head the silver and blue one.
1: Um, yeah. Looks like the uh, that car was that super cool. Too fast, too furious.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um I think we're going to be I think we're going to see cars becoming more plastic than metal here soon. And I don't I'm not necessarily excited about it, but like Subaru started to do that a lot more. They're starting to put a lot more like plastic pieces and mm-hmm. cladding and and things of that nature. And I, and yeah, I'm noticing that on other cars as well. And I understand there may be some good reason from an engineering standpoint to do that. And of course it's going to be cheaper for them to manufacture and yeah. probably replace. And it's lighter and all these good reasons, but it, it's fucking, it's a stupid trend in my opinion. Yeah,
1: And it doesn't, it, it's not like visually appealing either. I don't, Yeah, I don't know, bro. But I don't know if this is something that we're just um, since we come, we're kind of a hybrid generation, right? The millennials were the last ones that are the last generation that was able to live with a a different time with like technology and still be able to appreciate the advances that we've made. So even with cars, you see some badass old cars that still to this day are cool, like the Viper, the Dodge Viper. That was such. It was such a. Uh, ahead of its time vehicle that they discontinued but such a cool look even now driving that that's just still gonna turn heads very impressive oh yeah um, that's timeless yeah dude like certain cars that you look at like that you look at now is like still so badass i would totally still be happy driving one of those cars especially if i knew about cars to an extent where i could fix them myself i would have like the older cars in most cases just add just certain digital features that i like maybe like a touch screen but uh, on some cars, but the the design, the shapes. Personally, I'm a fan more of for some cars, an older model, like late 2000, like late 2010, uh, early 2000s. For some, um, just some some badass shapes that are badass style. Some that obviously they just gotten better with time. For example, has completely come a long way with making cars. I'm even though I'm not a huge fan, I owned one years ago. Um, it was the only cool one that i thought had a nice style not a fan of it, but technology wise they look pretty competitive man compared to a lot of cars now so um it's 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 interesting to see where it's going to be if we're going to continue just to do electronical uh just put our electric cars we'll see when you uh
0: when you said the the brand um after describing you kind of cut out did you say kia
1: i did say kia yeah
0: yeah yeah okay i knew that because you you used to drive a kia um but i agree actually uh one of the cars that i was thinking about getting was a was a kia um mm-hmm. before i bought my wrx yeah before i bought the car before i bought my wrx like a couple yeah. cars ago but um yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool um which actually kia is what korean i believe i believe so yeah, yeah. It's, uh, kia and and hyundai um which reminds me there's like I don't know. There's like something really cool happening in South Korea right now with TV shows that are coming out on Netflix. Yeah, um, dude. They're killing I know it. I I've, I've mentioned a couple of them, but there's like some really good TV shows coming out of Korea right now. I know I'm which like,
1: one you're talking about. There's a, one that actually seems to be pretty interesting. I just – honestly, man, I have not been watching TV nearly as much as – it's been a couple of weeks now. I haven't really started a new show. I haven't really sat down for more than a movie. Yeah. Um, and sometimes Netflix does the thing where they'll bring back some movies that they take off that are, that are still on my list. So I'll watch them again. Cause they're just, I've added them for a reason. I enjoy them. Um, but yeah, dude, I haven't, but I saw one that was on trending top 10, a Korean one zombie one. Was it? Like- yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, we're, we are all dead. I think it's called. Yeah. Um, and that one was really good actually for being a zombie show. It yeah. was actually pretty captivating where I yeah. was like, I kept on like wanting to watch more and, you know, we were doing like one episode a night to like string it out but that one and of course um squid game that one like took the world over i mean for you know i never
1: i never days. i had started the first episode i never watched it i'm you know what i'm gonna try to watch it on my free time like just watch an episode because i'm probably not gonna get i have not been able to fully focus i've been just doing other stuff man like i've been getting back into reading um, a couple minutes a day, just trying to get that habit going again and uh, reading stuff, reading multiple books at once. So I'm not getting stuck old. on one. Well, no, I'm not making tremendous progress in any of them, but I'm just reading like during the day, I'll read this type of book. And then by nighttime, I'll read something completely different just to. So my brain's not getting bored of just one particular topic because you know how every book has like stale points where you get there's some depending on the book you might get stuck and you just leave it there and you never finish so if to avoid that i'll just uh just i was kind of against reading multiple books but a lot of people say man that read a lot they just say like they read multiple books at the same time that way they um never get tired of it um just keeps them um engaged that thing is the right word, but um, yeah, that's what I've been kind of up to. I actually uh bought two chess books. I'm stopping there though. No, uh, more. I, I,
0: yeah, I saw the, the one you took, I think I sent you one, one, right? Sent it to me, yeah,
1: yeah. So I ended up getting that one. It was just recommended. It's like, if you like the game, you need to read this. I'm like, it's kind of like if you like fitness, you need to read this book. Like, it's just kind of like that. I guess every person should sort of read over and cool little stuff that i'm learning you know it's i'm not busting through that book either i'm like i have other stuff that i'm reading on real estate investments stuff like that i'm trying to learn so when the time is right i can and i got a second one just because i saw like a streamer that i like enjoy his content and he said like it, it's a lot of it's more advanced so i'm not ready for it yet and necessarily i well i probably could read the first couple chapters and understand the concept, but. Um, when I'm ready, I'll kind of dive in. You say streamer, a streamer, yeah. Oh, like Twitch? Uh, yeah, he does Twitch, but I follow him on YouTube. Oh, okay, okay. I watch a lot of channels, actually, a lot of podcasts lately that that have been on YouTube. I've been watching a lot of video format. As to why, for the listeners, was to why I wanted to add the podcast on YouTube as an option for people that seems simply like to look at the reaction when people speak. Um. I, for If I'm listening to a podcast and I'm just trying to listen to what they say, if you focus on the quality of the sound, you don't necessarily need to have a video format um, just because we don't have a studio per se that we're here in a table, cameras, all that re, uh, with, you know, uh, a big backdrop in, a, in an office. But, you know, so it's like we do, the, I, you know, the YouTube being transparent is just for the people that want to see. But um, most of our listeners come from uh, audio format, just because I know it's easier. You don't have to be looking. You can just put it in the car and just drive. And that's what typically a lot of podcast people love to do, unless you have time and you're actually going to sit down and watch a show or you follow particular people that you like and they do have streaming options, which that world is very interesting. I think Twitch, there's donation systems, right? there's a way to donate oh. to your streamer. So it's oh, YouTube, yeah. YouTube adopted that. I didn't know until more uh, later on that there's a, there's a donation option. I was always confused. Like why are these little pop-ups coming? There's these little dollar signs that different amounts. And it's a way that these bigger platforms can engage with their audience. And obviously they, they can add more to, and that's why obviously it makes sense. A lot of them take that to produce and improve the production of their, of their show. So it's basically, if you think about it, that's TV, man. That is the future of TV where you're not tuning into the Dr. Phil show or whatever. You're tuning into your favorite podcast. Yeah, right. You're not watching Ellen or you're, you know, that you actually get to watch a person that you kind of connect with. You like their content. You get to watch them live, interact with them in real time in some cases and support them. So it's interesting how. The world of television and entertainment has evolved, right? And I catch myself, I don't really watch live shows much. Um, but I'll check in like after I'll go through the timestamps, which we do have for people that don't know. We do have timestamps. Um, you can go to exactly to the points that are the most appealing, or you want to like because I don't have time to listen to sometimes like four or three hour episodes fully. I'll just break it up into sections and I'll be able to know where I'm at and go back to them if I'm really interested in a particular topic. So it is it's cool. It is very, very cool, especially with the way
0: YouTube started versus where it is now, where YouTube used to just be like cat videos and stupid, I mean, music videos and, and, and just stupid bullshit. And now there's like really high production value uh, TV shows, for lack of a better term. And I mean, there, there's weekly episodes and there's actual useful information that is valuable on there now. And I mean, there's it's, it's really fucking shit cool. on there, but oh, can... there's <laughs> tons of, stupid shit,
1: there's still it's... cat videos, but yeah, you they... can check out other stuff.
0: Exactly. And I mean, people can, can make a a real live TV channel on, on their YouTube channel and make an actual impact in whatever field. Like there's car video channels that I watch. Yeah. And there's, there's full blown episodes on like, how to do this, how to work on that, all these different things that you can do. And I remember, like, my dad used to watch shit like that on like fucking Sunday morning on whatever TV channel. And like, I can't find that now, but if I go on YouTube, I can find a bunch of different options for different model car, different
1: years, different person. It's it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, no, I was what was I watch? So I watched all different uh, a high, a big range of just different content um, lately. So it hasn't really been super fitness focused. Um, my 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 free time, I've been watching. Uh, Crypto stuff. I've been watching controversial uh, stuff that happens in the world politically or um, dating stuff or uh, car, not car stuff, um, chess stuff. I've been watching. Um, It's rare. I used to watch primarily and only fitness content. I used to listen to fit only fitness content. I used to watch only fitness content, especially when I was starting, when I was working on myself a lot, just, I used to like watch like short clips and motivational workout videos just for fun. I just like, okay, well, that's a cool exercise. I'm going to try that. Follow my fit, my favorite fitness person, see what they're up to, what they're working out, like what their split is. And I was just, you know, uh, the Steve cooks, the, um, the, what was this guy? Sadiq Hajovic, which was like a bodybuilder back then when I was interested in bodybuilding in that way. Um, so I know other people are still doing that, but yeah, I've just been kind of expanding my horizons, learning about just random stuff and challenging my, my viewpoints on things that I was like, oh shit, I don't never thought of it that way. I didn't even know this has existed or I, um, that completely changed the way I think about things or holy shit, that's a good way to think. Or, you know, uh, thanks for bringing light to that thing in a, in a way that's, um, it, it's an empirical information. You can't really like, you know, there's stuff to back things up claims, whatever. And especially like the, the investments piece, uh, pieces. There's a lot of cool channels. If you're interested in like learning about money, uh, money management or, um, uh, you know, everything that you can literally learn about so many things. And there's a lot, like you said, a lot of high production content that's out there that that's what they do for a living. That's the, that's their main focus. So they have cool experts on there all that other jazz i don't i don't
0: want to listen to financial advice videos because they're going to tell me to not buy aftermarket car parts for my <laughs> car that i financed
1: and i'm well, not going to listen to that well they're, i don't think they'll tell you that they'll just maybe help you find <laughs> ways to uh you know make more so you can buy more cool parts right very fun um that'd cool. so that'd be cool what i came down to to like thinking about financial stuff man like there's uh two camps right and th- there's two camps in that world I won't, I won't go off too much on a tangent but i was just talking to this with somebody else Um, uh, what i realized there's um uh, there's a dave Ramsey's of the world right there's uh if anybody knows the dave Ramsey, he's um older gentleman, uh has a show the Ramsey show um has books which i've purchased in the past and read them and they're great they're good stuff and then you have the let's say the the Robert K- Kiyosaki uh, – I don't know if I'm butchering his name. Robert Kiyosaki in the world's uh, – the Grant Cardone's, the that, that side, right? So it makes me always reflect fitness. Cardone zone? Cardone zone. Yeah. Um, it really makes me think about the fitness stuff, right? And the Dave Ramsey's are like minimal debt, uh, very slow – way of building like like wealth if you will the uh roberts like the rich dad poor dad community and like grant cardone's side he the 10x like side of things they're all about being in debt leveraging that making money with that like you know and you have dave ramsey know that right like no credit cards so people that don't know this they're like um yeah dave ramsey's kind of like the purist i guess if you will i want to say that he's the um I get it though. So uh, why I tie this back to fitness? We have two different styles of coaching, right? You have uh, the coach that's like never eat anything that's not clean food, health on uh, uh, processed foods, and you, you gotta do all this like to minimize. You know what? It's a very like like do this prescription. Stay away from that. You know, almost completely if you can. Then you have the other ones, the other side of fitness where it's like um, you can have donuts and, you know, you can do this stuff. You count the calories. You can leverage it to your favor. You know, it makes me always think of it in that sense that it depends on who you're talking to, right? If you have a person that can't manage their money and spend, you do not want to advise them to be using debt to get to, 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 to do things, right? It just would kill them financially, same thing with the um with the the fitness person and maybe a person that hasn't developed a good relationship with food. You cannot tell them like, yeah, you can have the donut and fit your macros and play with just numbers and leverage. They'll go off the deep end potentially if they're not fully there yet or they don't have that type of control uh, or discipline. So. A random, random analogy—just something that I thought about when I was just thinking about content. But it may i always say it, it's—it's kind of like that. Those worlds, right? You have those camps. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. You got—you've always got people that will have a, a a black and white view of the world, and then there's always going to be people with a gray view of the world. And you know, we're more of a it depends kind of group of people that think over here. But I, I think that's going to be true with just about anything.
1: Yeah, so I guess it's just like under. Like uh, I heard Adam talk about this the other day. Shout out to the guys from Mind Pump. He was on um something with Jason Phillips. Someone we're in the group thing, and uh, I was I was catching up on some of the videos. The most recent one, great great talk that he had with the other trainers. They had a live uh, Skype call or Zoom call, whatever you want to call it. The Zoom call, yeah. And they he highlights a lot the importance of self awareness you know, how just being able to understand yourself, understand your weaknesses, understand where your strengths are, understanding why you think or do things or why you believe certain things. Very important to always be practicing that regardless of how advanced you get. This can serve you in business. And that was a topic It can serve you in relationships. It can serve you in many facets of your life. So always keeping self-awareness um, or that practice of because it's never in, it's a never-ending journey it helps a lot it really does to add clarity so that's just an interesting little uh side tangent before we jump into the episode uh i don't know if you have anything else to add to this or have any updates to add before we jump into it
0: uh no other than um i could i, I feel like we should have a, a- a whole episode on self-awareness because that's actually something that i've been spending a lot of time thinking about and doing my own fair share of um lately so yeah Yeah,
1: we can we can we can add that to the queue i'm gonna put that um just as a little note if we need uh some topic ideas and as, as our listeners know anytime you guys I we have very Sometimes with clients that do support the show, they'll like ask me something or just I'll, it's just usually stuff that is relevant to uh, what they want to learn about. So self-awareness stuff. I love, I may even bring back, I'm going to see if I can schedule something with these guys to see if they can come back. We can probably dive into something. I know we did in the first episode in a way, but it was just so many different topics we were covering. We can probably hone in on with someone and really dive into this stuff that I think will be, would be a good topic of discussion that would benefit a lot of people. Ready? Yeah. Cool. All right. So, as you see in the title, and you, we kicked off the episode. You know, lifting weights to lifting weights correctly to burn more calories. Now, this could be a little bit misleading, or someone that has followed us for a long time, I think that that is a uh, buzzword or buzz phrase, right? And and partly, you are correct. But at the other side of it, um, there's some truth to this, right? And we're gonna dive into kind of the um, what we mean exactly, because I don't want it to be—I um, don't want people f- listen to this episode sharing, "I was like, oh, like the guys from Next Level Show said that, like, you know, you gotta live, you know, do this, and you burn more calories." And it's just like the focus goes in the wrong direction. So, with that being said, the first point I really want to highlight is. it comes to lifting weights and i'm not talking about cardio i'm talking about lifting weights traditional strength training dumbbells barbells um workout routines like as far as like you're you're working on getting stronger you're uh you're not just doing a circuit on machines you're actually applying uh basic principles like stabilizing balancing all that other stuff because obviously free weights do do uh need that so with that lifting weights is a skill counter to what you you know why people work out or what people think about lifting weights lifting weights at its core is a skill it's no different than a person going to a boxing gym and 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 learning how to box you don't work out and this is another thing that I, I can even use that example because there's a lot of gyms out there that incorporate some type of boxing mechanic to to burn calories right but boxing is in and of itself is a it's a skill to throw a punch properly there is skill required yeah anyone can swing their arms and and sweat their ass off right it's such like a like a cringy thing to see. Like when I see those boot camp videos that they post, and these the poor Susie is just swinging those wings. Like you know, she's flapping those arms, and she's just like giving it her all. And the, and it's, there's no power, no intention behind the movement. It's just she's just sweating. And you have a person just motivating the shit out of her. Go saying, ahead. Saying
0: saying uh, swinging and and flapping uh, in reference to a woman's arms definitely just triggered somebody. <laughs>
1: uh yeah no that's, just, that's usually what we do here um so <laughs> no <laughs> but you know what i mean it's just like you're literally just throwing your hands up throwing punches in the air yeah, throwing yeah. punches in forward it just look and at that point you're just like moving barely like generating any pattern your arms are just doing all the work there's no intent behind the movements um and i and you see that with even just the uh combat stuff people trying to make because they, those workouts are essentially fun they are entertaining they do get your heart rate going right but just like lifting weights boxing is a skill to properly throw a punch effectively is is, is important one because you run the risk of hurting yourself how many people throw right now if you were to try to just punch and you had no experience punching it would probably throw out your arm like your shoulder you know you'd probably pull something that you, you mean like in-
0: like seriously punching not like not like boot yeah. camp punching
1: no and no, like i'm you seriously would just a punch out in front of you as hard as you can or hook as hard as you can
0: yeah it probably hurt something
1: it probably hurts or you fall over because how many times <laughs> i i mean actually i used to see this uh growing up because used to mess around with boxing gloves and stuff with our friends you're the guys you're just you know messing around you could tell like i remember the first time i threw a punch as hard as i could i was like 12 or 14 or something and like I never knew what it was like to really punch someone in the face or like to attempt to punch them with all my like might. And your in your instinct, if you don't know the skill, is just to go for it. And if you miss, you're gonna eat it. You're gonna just completely just lose your balance and just fall, right? So that's what I say. It's like then you learn, okay, it's with your hips, you rotate, you're not just jumping into the punch essentially. But it it, it all boils down to that fundamental. So not to go too off track, lifting weights is a skill, just like um, other like sports and other activities that you may do. There is a skill component, so I think that's the first point I want to highlight for our listeners uh, to take into account. Mike, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at like a like extension machine, obviously there's levels to this, right? Um,
1: it may not take very
0: much skill to do some exercises, but we're talking about effective compound movements, basically. I mean, we're not talking about bicep curls and leg extensions. We're probably referring more to a squat, a deadlift, a pull-up, the the tough stuff that you're going to get more more value out of. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Now, that being said, it applies to everything, It, it just some things a little bit more, because you can do a crappy leg extension and, and not get much benefit out of it. Um, so it does apply to everything, just some things a, a little bit more, probably.
1: So I want to highlight the – so just like in – I'm going to keep using the boxing analogy because I made a post about this, and I think it's just a very easy concept to understand. So boxing, you have um, your four basic punches, essentially. You have your jab, you have your cross, then you have your, uh, your hook, and then you have your uppercut. Those are the four fundamental things that you focus on when it comes to boxing. Then you have, obviously, the body movement and all that. But just as far as the punches goes, there's four main – that you just repeat over and over in a sequence of combinations. And those, obviously, those are learning curves based on the individual. Now, lifting weights, when you're um, talking from an exercise standpoint – you have your fundamental movements you have uh, the five main ones i want to say you can add a sixth one and i'll give the sixth one as a as the at the end but you have a, a squat movement and this can come in many different forms you have a hinge movement that can look like differently depending on the exercise but that that movement is key you have a push movement or movement you have a pull and you have a rot- you have rotation. There's rotational movements. The the bonus one, I would say, just core, like you know, the uh, you'll throw in core. There's different variations of core ex- of core exercise that you're actually focusing on that. But those are essentially the five to six uh, movements patterns that are consistent across the board when it comes to creating a workout routine. And then if you have a good workout routine, those principles will be there in different ways they look a little different but the the concept the the principle is the same right so that's why i think it's very important when you're starting out or even when i coach someone that's brand spanking new i make sure that their workout has these components they have a squat they have a hinge they have a push they have a pull and they have some type of rotation that's very brief even in the type of core just so they can understand how to do those fundamental movements very well very safe. And then I know for sure, for almost for sure that when we start to build on those things and whenever you start following other programs, if you can master the basic movements of those, uh, key things, you'll be able to follow almost any routine because every workout has the same principles as no matter how you like to put them in order, they're there. So, um, Mike, I don't know, like, if this is something I know. Oh, I know we've covered with uh, other coaches that we've had, and we've actually talked about this on our show as well, and uh, multiple episodes. But uh, would you agree, or do you like to add something?
0: No, I mean, I would agree. I mean, yeah, these are these are core movements. If they're not something you're currently doing, they're something you should be working towards doing. Um, and they're core movements because it pretty much sums up how a human body can move. I mean that that's pretty good way to sum it up. I would think, um, I will add just for fun fact, um, abdominal exercises usually categorized as, um, at least as far as I, my understanding of it would be flexion, anti-flexion rotation, and then anti-rotation. So Mm -hmm. if you want to do subcategories of that, you can look that shit up on YouTube or Google, or maybe we'll do an episode about it. But, um, I learned that at crunch and I was like, oh yeah, that's true. Never thought of it that way.
1: Yeah, no, and I, and it does obviously come to play with other other parts. That's why I just kind of put that there because you we can add so many just to that yeah. element. Um, but for the for the bulk of your routine, um a lot of the the key ones that we just highlighted are going to be the principles of like stuff that you're going to follow. For example, squats you're going to have uh you're going to have a traditional squat and there's there are any different variations of a squat if you can't do barbell variations, there's dumbbell variations. you have lunging you have uh, bulgarian split squats you have uh, a lot of different variations and that all all considered uh, a squat variation like where your knee is flexing so you want to be able to learn how to do that properly a lot of people may be limited to not be able to uh they have knee pains they can't move a certain way so uh, it doesn't mean that you avoid it it means that you find an exercise that 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 allows you to practice this movement and you build on it that's And and this is where, once again, like that skill component, you have to learn maybe a pattern that your body is not used to. You haven't done that. You haven't strengthened that area. So um, that's just kind of going to apply to all the other ones. The next one, the hinging movement, some examples, is any type of deadlift. You can sum it up to all the different variations of deadlift. There is a hinging component where your hips slide back. Um, This doesn't mean uh hip hinging is very different than sticking your butt out like i know um I'm trying to give an example but you don't want to look like kim kardashian when she sticks her butt back right so uh, that's just a, a very like brief easy way for our listeners to grasp it i'm, I'm triggering everyone today but that's okay um but yeah you want to make sure that cuz that's just going to put excessive pressure on your back if you're doing deadlifts if you're doing any type of romanian or stiff leg If you're just sticking your butt back and loading that, the low back typically is where people start to say, okay, deadlifts hurt my back. And and normally what you find is that they're not executing that hinging, a proper hinge, because if you work on just your hips and keeping everything nice and stable, you're you're able to kind of slide those hips back with no back issues. Um, You just have to obviously learn the skill of it. See how that all falls in together. That's beautiful. <laughs> well,
0: uh, <laughs> and it's a it's a matter of sliding your hips back or achieving like a hip flexion mm-hmm. while maintaining your your neutrality of your spine is really what we're talking about here. We're not yep. saying sticking your hip back by virtue of arching your lower back. We Correct. want to keep your lower back in its natural shape, and then slide your hips back, and that's where you get the, the glute activation, the hamstrings, all the all the good stuff. And yep none of the bad stuff. Um, If that becomes something that you can't do because your lower back is so active, that's where the skill part of this comes into play. Maybe the knowledge as well to learn how to deactivate your lower back and actually get through the movement in the right way. That's why we're saying this, this, these are skills that need to be learned and improved upon and mastered because there's things that your body may be doing that you, you, you just think deadlifts hurt my back because they do. And really it's the way you're doing them.
1: Mm -hmm. And it
0: requires a little bit of practice to get to a point where you can safely do them and then load them and become more effective with them.
1: It also comes down to like the misinformation with exercise. They say like don't do the this exercise because this is bad for X body part. And like you said, it's just proper learning how to do it right, making sure you're uh, moving the proper way. Another the last example I'll give on the hinge is just imagine like a piece of paper when it folds in half. That's kind of what your body is essentially doing. It just you're pushing back and you fold. That you know it's your your hips are are flexing. You know basically so. Um, Just kind of imagine little cues. Uh, There's so many that I can think of, but those are kind of just the general ones that maybe create a visual for our listeners uh, in their head. Next one we have is our push. Examples of that is any type of uh, chest movements, pressing exercises, uh, as well as um, shoulder movements that you're pressing above the head. You can, you know, basically press in front of you, above you, in an angle. Um, Those are typically considered your push exercises, which you're getting, in most cases, primarily chest, shoulders, and some some tri-work. Then we have our pull variations, which is, we can probably almost connect the dots here for anyone that's new. It's a back exercise, essentially, right? Everything that's kind of you're pulling the weight towards you or you're pulling yourself towards it. Um, those are all considered, they fall under the category of pull exercise. And this can go so many ways, pull-ups, any type of row. Um, those are all kind of fall into that category. Obviously understanding certain biomechanics is a, is a bit deeper, but if you start kind of understanding the general concepts of these things, they will start to open, you know, expand you, your knowledge on what what, why this exercise may be on this day or in your routine at all. So you kind of know this is primarily targeting maybe this. and you can understand like how many times, Mike, have you said, like, what's this exercise for? And then, and a client will just move a particular way and they're they don't even understand what muscles they are working. sometimes that people just go in and literally move weight around that they saw on a long time ago or they just grew up looking at right so yeah. it's like uh, understanding what each movement is responsible for will give you a better understanding of the why i guess if you will
0: yeah well it's, it's the difference between asking somebody you know why are you why are you doing this and they them giving you an answer of i want to you know bench press this or work mm-hmm. on my pecs or whatever or i'm doing this because i'm supposed to or because I saw somebody else doing it and I like the shape that they're in and I want to look like that. So I'm going to do it too. And it's just a a matter of, I guess, depth of understanding or, or something to that effect. Absolutely. Um, Fuck. I was going to say something and then that back uh, sidetrack go ahead. And if it comes back to me, I'll
1: yeah. yeah. So um, the next one we have on the list is going to be rotation. I mean, we briefly talked about, this is going to be some core uh, focus. It can be other things as well. But typically in the general rule is just kind of adding some type of rotation in your body. Uh, this is pretty advantageous, I would say for many people, general population, because I notice that a lot of the pains or injuries that people talk to me about or stuff that's bothering them is from the most mundane task or activity that they're doing, such as reaching behind them and re- reaching behind their car, uh, their seat and the, to the back seat, I'm sorry, reaching for something, picking up a P, uh, you know, dog food off the ground and just kind of putting it into the back of the car. You, the most, like I said, the most basic task is where some people lose that movement pattern. They never, ever strengthen those muscles. Um, your body will probably need to do that eventually at one point, And you, want to add some type of variation even if it's not every workout just add some of these variations when it comes to the rotation um that way you know simple daily tasks that should not be challenging are not right so you don't want to hurt yourself reaching over uh something on the top shelf and you hyper extend your shoulder because you never move in that direction how many times mike have you seen in the training industry especially at the level of, of, of a big gym how many clients that sat in front of you could not get their arm to their ear. Oh my basically. God. So many dudes. So it's like stuff like that. Well, in this case, rotation, just being able to rotate without feeling stiff as a board. So, um, that's a big critical point. And the last one is a core variation where you're doing crunches or like a, a leg raise variation, stuff that's going to cause your core to flex and like, you know, your spine, your lumbar to kind of come to uh, bend. Um, those are all things that are, should be in some way shape or form in your routine even if it's some things are less than others which i would say the top ones are going to the top 4 are going to be the main ones that are consistently across each week but the rotation of the core you can kind of like prioritize how you want to incorporate that and that just comes down to self-awareness on what you need so, <laughs> so or just the trainer you're working with
0: for clarity's sake you you're saying uh knee knee dominant movements squat lunge etc for um priority uh same with deadlift or hip hinge the push and the pull priority and then rotational and abs can kind of be a little bit more um not on the back burner but less of a super focus you can kind yeah, of like I yeah, yeah. I know
1: that there's a lot of uh, people that uh, have subscribed to functional patterns or any type of function with the word functional next to their training routine, and they emphasize tremendously on rotation, which is not bad. I mean, it's just that it just like I said, we always at the beginning of the episode, it depends on what you're trying to do. Um, Mrs. Jones, that might be 60 years old. I will throw in rotational things with like a band or some type of some type of movement pattern right but i don't have to hammer her throwing like rotating at a velocity at that side like all the time in her routine it can be thrown in there very sporadic like one time a week one every other week or just like at a a smaller degree where she's not doing like 20 sets or 10 sets or five sets of this heavy like emphasis on the rotation piece like it's just calculating what the person needs and based on um their lifestyle and where they're at level wise.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, even to that effect, I mean, if you're properly doing a a barbell squat, a barbell deadlift, a bench press, pull-ups, rows, any of those, those big effort movements, you're getting some core activation from that. Anyways, Um, if you're doing it properly, I mean, you can't squat heavy with, with no flexion in your abs whatsoever. You would fold over like a fucking lawn chair Mm. because you need that there to support you. So you're getting, you're getting ab work in when you're not actively trying to get ab work in, which is probably why they can be a little bit less of a focus as long as you are doing the other things correctly and activating your core when you should.
1: Absolutely. A hundred percent. So that's kind of my take with it. And that's just because based on who I work with now, if you're an athlete or some or a fighter or someone that is doing um you're it's not about how necessarily you look but you have to move very fluid in a certain way then yeah there might be prior. there might some things might take more priority for you for example a gymnast might be prioritizing tremendously their pull you know being able to pull themselves up on the rings and and do flips and stuff and there's obviously a push element to it but they're probably not worried too heavily on hinging or squatting at the top of their routine uh list so it's still there i'm assuming that they do train these other movements because just just to have the ability to do so but like i said there's a, a a list of uh priorities and order operations of what your desired outcome is so that's just really something to keep in mind so i kind of we covered like all the skills right and i don't want to make it just in skill. people are here like wow well, okay so you told me all these skills How the hell does this make me burn more calories? Um, Now, this is the point I kind of wanted to emphasize, right? I made a post and I was talking about this. um, And basically, I want our listeners or people listening to this um, or people you're sharing with this to, to focus on when it comes to working out that you treat it as a skill. You treat it as something that you are learning to move properly to the best of your ability. Like You want to make sure that you are throwing that punch the best you can, the most efficient way, the best way, mechanically, sound, and all that. As a result, you will get stronger. You will be able to move more weight safely. You will be able to uh, get more out of your workouts because now you are being very effective with your exercises, with the, the ones that you are choosing to throw in. You can actually train hard because – you don't move properly you can only push so much you can only flop your arm so much you can only you know shake on like weights so much but you have to be able to move in a way of control you have to be able to um um do it even when the the fatigue sets in to an extent right so you have you want to put a big emphasis on that not because the, the reason why i'm emphasizing and putting so much uh, you know, exclamation marks on that is because a lot of people do the opposite. They focus on how many calories they're burning and their workouts are shit. Their effort is shit. They're the, 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 what, what they could be getting is only a, a small percent of what they could be tapping into. If they are solidifying good patterns, making sure they're not in pain because the worst thing is to work out is, is uncomfortable, right? Fix those things as a result, you're going to get better workouts. Like I said, I can do three exercises for legs for my leg day and be sore for two days. Not because I did this long, extensive, abusive workout, but it's because I focus so hard. on perfecting my movements, my core movements, that when I do do that, I get the most out of my legs, my chest, my back days. I'm not, um, limited to certain things as maybe if I didn't put as much emphasis. So When you are able to maximize your strength, when you are able to build the most amount of muscle, you as a result will burn more calories because you're building a physique that your body is, you're, you're demanding your body to, to, to need more resources, to, to, uh, be able to adapt to these stressors that you are now capable of that before maybe you couldn't produce as much force. So if you focus on lifting weights correctly and fo- and looking at it from a skill standpoint, not just I'm burning calories, the calorie burn will be more as a result. So, uh, Mike, I'm going to leave this open to you.
0: We well, had yeah, to clarify. I mean, we we recognize that uh, while you're actually lifting weights, you're not really burning that many calories. Right. Um, there is a calorie burn that goes on. Um, even I mean, even if you're doing it like a like a hit style training, you're burning calories. I mean, it's just not as much as what you're burning later on when your body's kind of repairing. More specifically to strength training in the capacity that we're talking about. So, if you're really maximizing your time with um these fundamental movements and getting the most bang for your buck out of three or four sets of squats and then some lunges and then hip hinges or whatever, um, you are Getting that calorie burn later on in the day because you're, you're tearing down more muscle fiber. So that's, that's yep. more what we're talking about here. And then I always like to think of it like this. I mean, I'll use myself as an example. And then one of my uh, former clients named um, Evan, he won't care. Um, um, I was like 27, I think before I actually contracted my pecs on purpose on bench press. And that's something you helped me with. Um, and it was like a light went off one day and it finally started to just like, I could feel it in my chest while I was benching. And that was always something I was like, I had to do so much to get my chest to be sore. And it was basically just work out to the point where my arms couldn't do it anymore. And then my chest would kick in. And that's what we're talking about here. It's, it's so much more efficient to just make sure I have the movement right. And then I can target the muscle that I actually want to hit when I want to hit it. And then I can save my arms for actually working in arm movements and it it becomes a a lot more a lot more efficient and a lot more effective that way um compared to just you know focusing on the weights and that was something that we hammered it on when i was with you and then something that i carried on with my other clients was making sure that we're you know using the right muscles at the right time i mean that can save you a ton of effort and time in the gym but it also just from working with people, it just feels better. You feel like you know what you're doing. If you know what an exercise is supposed to target and you can actively use those muscles while you're doing the exercise, you feel like more of an expert in what you're trying to do. And it it probably makes you feel a little bit more confident in the gym too, which furthers the amount that you're going to be going there. It's going to further your enjoyment and it's going to make you more effective at it as well. So it is a skill and it does take practice, but the payoff from it is just becoming more and more efficient it means you need less time to go to the gym it means you can put more effort but less effort at the same time as much as that sounds like a contradiction um and we're talking about you know getting legs done in 30 minutes and feeling really good about it compared to spending two hours training legs and just killing yourself um so that's that's the difference we're talking about here
1: No, I love that that example and just to highlight once again on the boxing analogy because I think it's the most simple once you become a very efficient puncher, then you your your expenditure goes up because now you're moving faster, you get to go through longer series of combinations, maybe you can last longer just training in general, because now you're so efficient. And, you know, it's just like little things like that. The same thing with like Mike saying, like you're going to get so much more out of your uh, leg workouts, your, your, your chest, your back, your muscles in general, when you do a routine, you don't need to be there. Cause like, just like we were uh, hammering on a couple episodes ago is the intensity The I'm sorry, the, the focus is not just to be in the gym for, for hours or more as you get more advanced. The goal is to maximize your time, keep the intensity, um, appropriate, that way you're getting the benefits of what weights are good at is producing strength, you know, building muscle. It's not, it's not in a, it's not a tool like cardio where you need to keep increasing the amount of time to get something out of it. You can get just as much, if not more as you get more, um, more practical, just more stable, just, uh, overall just fix all like maybe these mind, these weaknesses that you may have that don't allow you to uh, move properly. Um, and you're getting the look that you want, that's obviously a very big dub, but I just want to put that there is that you're going to look the way you want to because you move better. Like, it's really rare to see someone that looks fantastic and moves like shit. Like, that generally looks very impressive. And I'm not talking about even the bodybuilders that look like this guy can't even wipe his own, you know, his own ass. That's like the typical thing people want to knock on bodybuilders. I guarantee they move a lot better than you. <laughs> Like, like they, they're fucking to be able to exert that much and to build that much muscle mass, of course, of the enhancers and all that, but not taken away, they have to move very well. They're the one of the few athletes on the planet that control their body the way they do. So yeah. when it comes to recruiting muscle, um, obviously that's that's the extreme side, but you know, like I said, if you look at someone that's relatively impressive, that has a good look. Chances are they move very well. It's the person you see that may look very, you know, you've seen a lot of people that are as they get older, people that we worked with, that have a very like stuck posture. They're they their shoulders are kind of like permanently stuck forward, it seems like their back has curved tremendously. The 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 um just the way they the stand and everything, they can't properly. What's the common denominator there? Movement pattern is very hard and they struggle tremendously just to do basic things. Um, so that's just something to motivate, um, our listeners that, um, if you want to burn more calories, get more out of your workouts in the long haul. Um, like Mike said, if you put cardio, uh, a, a regular, uh, session of cardio 30 minutes with 30 minutes of weight training, yeah, in that moment, you will burn, uh, more calories. We cannot deny that, but what we also know about weight training is that adding more muscle tissue uh and sending that signal you are burning calories throughout the whole day and you know you don't depend on just being in the gym more you you're constantly uh, just a um a less efficient calorie machine you know you are the uh, 2000 ford f-150 versus the 2022 ford f-150 you're just a little bit you're just less efficient with energy which is I- ideal to be able to eat more you know so um those are uh, just things I wanted to put in, high, you know, in perspective for a lot of our listeners out there that, you know, still get sold or still have doubts about their process. When you actually figure this out, there's something so rewarding mentally of being able to execute exercise as well, Um I pride myself in not training legs along. I have people that are like, Yeah, man, I trained legs for two hours. I'm just getting after it. I was so sore. I'm like, dude, I did the same shit in like 30, 40 minutes. Like, I don't I don't like want to be there like for two hours if I don't have to. I got stuff to do, you know. Like I and I don't want to rely on how long I need to train to be able to get results. Let's be real. And I know a lot of our listeners love exercise or have an interest in health and fitness improving their life. But yeah, dude, I, I like other things too. And I want to maximize my time and, 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 and most of all get results that they like and they're happy with and they're proud of. So um, I, that's kind of all I have as far as this point, but that's why I wanted to make this, this, this uh, particular topic, really highlighting the importance of wi- using weights for what they are, for what they're good for and understanding that there is a learning curve to this this is not just uh, for a lot of people just jumping into it and, and being an expert you you got to suck a little bit learn fix some stuff that your body you have taught your body to do incorrectly or just not as well and then you will get the look the movement, the feeling, the, the enjoyment of food out of it, you know, you'll be able to have more fun at the end of the day. Cause there's nothing worse than going and continuously to suck. This is why I I say invest in a trainer. If you don't have the desire to learn all these intricate things about yourself, have an expert kind of point you in the right direction at all times. And that way you are getting the most out of your time. And that way you can finally find the love for working out consistently and, 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 and embracing that, that, that into your, into your current life right now. So, uh, Mike, anything else to add for our listeners?
0: I would just say apart from burning calories and and looking better, you're going to feel better. Um, also proprioception becomes a part of this as well, which for those who don't know, proprioception is basically being aware of your body moving through space. We're talking about compound movements, complex movements, and the better you get at those under load in a a controlled manner. the better your body is going to move through all ranges of motion, especially if you're covering all the things that we talked about today. And if your body is better moving through all planes of motion, you're going to be able to keep up with your toddler. You're going to be able to play with the dogs in your backyard. You're going to do yard work. It's going to be easy compared to squatting 135 for sets of 12 or whatever other numbers you want to throw out there. It, it generally just makes life a little bit easier because you're in better shape and you're more well-rounded and able to kind of tackle anything that comes along, even if it's just reaching into your back seat or chopping down a tree with an ax. I mean, it all becomes easier by, by virtue of doing these things. So there's, there's more than just calorie burn, more than just aesthetics that comes from this. It's, it's a lot more holistic in, in my opinion. Um, so if you needed another reason, there's another one. Um, this also did remind me you were talking about bodybuilders and moving well. Um somewhere in there in that in that rant that you had, which I liked, but I saw a clip, um, a reel, I think they're called now. Um, I'm old, so is that what they're called? Reels? Yeah. It was on YouTube. It's a short little short little video. It was a. Uh, I I think his name's well, Juice. I think on,
1: on, on YouTube it's actually called Shorts.
0: Oh, okay. Shorts. There's shorts, there's reels, there's stories. It's hard to keep up. Um, yeah. especially for somebody that doesn't go on social media anymore, but so a short YouTube of, I think his name is Juji Mufu. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Okay. Yep. Juji Mufu in inline rollerblades. So the four wheels in a line deadlifting 405. Like he's, he's wearing rollerblades. Yeah. And he's deadlifting 405, <laughs> which is technically a deficit deadlift too, because he raises himself up because he's on fucking wheels. So he's deadlifting yep. 400 pounds. On wheels, it's fucking crazy to watch because most people can't deadlift 405 if you paid them fucking million dollars and he's doing it in fucking rollerblades. I was like, that guy is like in extremely good shape to be able to do something like that. That's it's oh, yeah. balance, that's core, that's proprioception. Because as he lifted, there's a little bit of sway in the wheels, so he kept his balance with 405. It's it was crazy to see. Like I was just like in awe at it.
1: Yeah, no, that guy's a true specimen, like he is the the top like five percent of what people can potentially do <laughs> yeah. so i don't recommend you trying to start doing this just practice your good old-fashioned deadlifts they're great just how they are <laughs> but um that yeah no that's 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 definitely a point that guy is you know he's made some crazy commercials that have gone viral and posts but um he's a crazy guy that looks like tarzan hair but he's built like a bodybuilder so the guy's really really cool i've heard his interviews and the guy's like actually more sane than you think so like he seems like he's a nut job but he's actually like you know he, he has a sense of like common like you know normality he does it without with very well intentional strategically planned stuff to make stuff so um shout out to him but there was another point i was trying to remember if i had anything else to add here but um that's Kind of everything in a nutshell. I think we covered all our bases. I'm um, pretty happy with it. And I hope the uh, audience as well actually was able to, if you didn't think this way, now you do. Um, you know, just from the whole standpoint of just, you know, applying this, you'll get the results that you want. You'll get the stuff that you want, as, you know, and, but and you said it was a holistic part to it too. Absolutely. There's, there's, this encompasses every aspect um, from the, From the body feeling well, from the way you cosmetically look and portray, and the way you move through your life is just going to be all positives from here. And life already has a lot of mental crap that you have to be juggling around. So make the body the the least part of your worries, you know? You have so much stuff to do now. Just make that easier so you can put your effort elsewhere and live life to the fullest. But with that being said, anything else to add before we finish, Mr. Mike?
0: Um, No, but I do have a uh, like a public service announcement for uh, for for everybody. So um, if you or a loved one has been forced to wear uh, glasses and a face mask at the same time, you may be entitled to condensation.
1: (laughs) Of course. You've heard it here first on the Next Level uh, show. We we're sponsored by an attorney team. Just kidding. that no, we're not. Um, <laughs> with that being said, listeners, we appreciate your guys' constant support. Check us out on all uh, platforms. Uh, you can go ahead and scroll down below. Any c- uh, comments, questions, or concerns, please reach out. Let us know if there's anything that you'd like us to discuss more in depth. Uh, we have always uh, the best intentions to make sure that you're maximizing your time when it comes to the health and fitness. This is what we are experts in and everything else where we'll act like we're experts in just for fun. So it's just, it's just always a good time with you guys. So uh, check us out on the next episode. We have drop an episode per week and share this with anyone that needs this. And with that being said, we'll catch you on the next one.